Allie Garrett, we made you, or actually you made us really, watch Hell Comes to Frogtown, the 1988 movie about a sex god who fights uh, frog monsters. What is your major compliment for that movie? My major compliment is the ADR is spectacularly bad. <laughs> this is such a running theme with so many like bad 80s cult movies, is that they just decided to redo all the dialogue later for some reason. Yeah, and I'm so glad that that is something that I get to enjoy. Do you have like a specific moment where it was most <laughs> noticeably bad? I think it happens pretty early on, and I don't remember what the line is, but as I was like kind of taking somewhat checked out sleepy notes i just wrote adr is a-okay it's like i always like it because it sounds like a robot from the future is talking over them Uh, that's what it looks like to me it's especially good like on like reality shows we do we talk about this on top chef podcast sometimes because it's like padma reads rereads a line and she sounds so monotone like she hates that she had to redo it so she'll be like all right guys your challenge is Cook something with blue bonnet butter. Whoa, like guys, <laughs> guys, what if what if it actually is a robot from the future? But it's like for our own good because the original line created like a civil war, and they're like, I must change the timeline. I can only send my voice back from the past to re-record this thing. Wait, do you want to wait? Listen, listen for my mind. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> there are brains splattered all over the apartment. It's now. gross. It's <laughs> thanks, Says. <laughs> we get a That's robot. get a backup brain. I love that. Also, that makes me think: Why in uh, in Terminator? Why didn't they just send it back someone to like make nice? Why did it have to be to murder somebody? <laughs> well, they they tried the murdering first, and then when that doesn't work, then they'll like send like a bunt cake. No, I've seen like five of them. They keep yeah, sending yeah. yeah. Murder well, uh, sorry, first through fifth times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the sixth time is a bunt cake. <laughs> I hope they get funding for that movie. Uh, as what's your major compliment for Hell Comes to Frogtown? Um, well, so okay. Uh, I, so by, by the way, this is I should say writing hard was much harder than writing easy on this one. Oh, okay, all right. Um, but uh, but what, what I will say about this, uh, I'm also I had to summarize uh, because Chris is gone, so I had to actually pay attention. Um, right there, there is a part. Uh, where our super fertile uh, hero main character, uh, wrestler Rowdy Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, did you say super fertile? Super, super fertile. fertile. Yeah, that's what he said. Okay. Just he, he is he's like Miracle Grow. He's a sex god. The highest uh, sperm count anyone's ever seen. Okay. Ever. We, yeah. can't, we don't have numbers this much. It's just infinity no. times infinity. Yeah. It's just too much. I mean, it, really, you don't have to count them like, specifically. You can like just instead be like, of, oh, that's a lot. Instead of yeah. testicles, he's just got these two like dark singularities like black, black <laughs> yeah. holes hanging from yeah. his okay yeah yeah, yeah right you, whatever's you've, left it's like you've seen it of the human race will just like study like those like the binary like testicle system to figure out like, you know, what <laughs> okay i'm off track <laughs> <laughs> so uh but anyway no matter I, what you're complimenting as it always turns into a discussion of binary testicles it's weird right happens i should have i should have the robot come from the future and correct that fix that yeah. um, um anyway uh so Basically, he he gets someone pregnant, and um, and you know, the the government agency that's like supervising it, it says like to the woman, "Don't worry, like mothers are national heroes. You'll be like you know, treated like a like a god." And like honestly, I feel like that's a really nice idea that like mothers should be like treated really well. And it's it's just a shame that it took an apocalyptic uh, you know uh, nuclear event to to make that happen. But doesn't it sound like their mothers are treating him like a god because of their mothers? It seems like it's actually the opposite. There's a lot of god stuff going around, but I bet she got pampered pretty well when she went back to civilization. And I am all for that, and I am not... Like, this is going to sound like I'm saying something against moms. You could just I'm stop not. now, then. You could, like, you, you could just stop now. No, sometimes, you know, it's like you see something coming, but you still, even though you think you have time to swerve, you probably don't. I'm pretty sure you can still, even right now, Alex. No, I feel like it's happening. I can't stop. I'm in slow motion going towards the microphone. No, robots, robots, I'm not going <laughs> Moms are great. All right, well, that's what I said. I it's the whole thing. Uh, my major compliment, I'm going to do it. My major compliment is uh, just the opening to this movie is so good. So it opens on. The Statue of Liberty on some rubble, but then it pulls back, <laughs> and that's just a toy Statue of Liberty in bigger rubble. So good. And then, and then a guy gets shot by somebody in a mask, and then the mask thing ribbits, and I was like, I'm on board. There's nothing you could do after this point <laughs> to, to fuck this up. I just want to see why a giant frog person shot this guy in a wasteland over a, a toy. Also, 
they, 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 I guess the guy right before he got shot by the frog guy, he was like, hey, like, like frog people can't have guns. But, like, once the frog person has a gun and knows they're being discriminated against, it's going to be a really tough disarmament thing. Yeah, it's weird to shame him, like, hey, you're not supposed to have <laughs> hey, that <man>. gun. <laughs> Let's just drop it here. <laughs> yeah, he tried to just use authority to get a frog to stop shooting at him. Uh, interesting tactic. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy the frog people so much. I actually think that the movie did not quite live up to that opening sequence, which was just so perfect. Well, but, I think that any great opening sequence, that's the case, right? Like, that's like, like as good as Raiders of the Lost Ark is, the opening sequence is so much better. That's true. I think of Raiders of the Lost Ark of just a guy running through away from a giant ball. That's the whole thing I think of in that movie. We need more giant balls in this one. See, no matter what the compliment balls, is, it just comes back. Uh, all right. Uh, Scott. You were riding easy this week. It's Ride easy month, easy. and so each month, each week, one of our podcasters does not review the topic. So, Scott, as our easy representative this week, uh, what was something you did instead of watching Hell Comes to Frogtown that was nice? Yeah, well, you guys were watching this seemingly amazing movie. Uh, I was playing Cranium with some friends last night. Oh, Are you into fun. Cranium? And it's the first time. You'd think I would uh, have done this by oh, now. Oh, okay. Which, yeah, which ones did you like the most of? Um, like I liked, just for the sheer fun of it, I like where you have to close your eyes and scribble. And, and yeah. do it like a blind yeah. drawing. That was fun. It was out of my comfort zone. It was cool. I we won. Like, that helped. It does oh, help. Nice. I feel like Cranium was like, hey, what if we can't think of our own game, yeah. but we can think of four other games we like? Yeah. And then they just... But the brilliance is that people are good at different things, and so you kind of bring all that together. Because, you know, there's always that one person at the party who's great at charades, and that one person who's like, reads their mind, and then... You, okay, hold on a second. Let's yeah. slow, slow down for a second. Sorry. So you're at a party, yeah. and you just know one person is great at charades at every party? Have you... Well... Have you ever played charades at a party? Yeah. No. Fun. You sounded like you didn't even have to play, though. You just knew. Well, I mean. There's like an. Uh, you could tell. Yeah. yeah that's a lot. It's, it's usually that obnoxious improv guy over <laughs> there. <laughs> you notice that guy walking around not using his words? <laughs> yeah. It's the one who keeps saying, do you want to play charades? <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about bad books, movies, and TV, and sometimes delightful cult movies from the 80s. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Falcone, Alex underscore Falcone on Twitter. Uh, joining me today in Northern California, he's at Ezra Fox. Please welcome back, Mr. Ezra Fox. Eat lead, froggies. <laughs> yeah. What if frogs just ate lead? See, you just It's hard, so hard to know with frog people. Oh, well, it's really hard to understand, yeah, what is and not is not like part of the food system now because like that bowl of like green mush thing yeah there could have been some lead in there it looked know, if, like paint if you had if you had a pet frog you wouldn't be like well I should feed him some toxic sludge that's what frogs eat right? yeah but if he ha- if I had a pet frog that had human feet yeah. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. think I would Game know changer. <laughs> yeah right. just, you just take everything make... you know about frogs throw it out the window guys <laughs> starting over I, I can't oh, carry a, how much I know about frogs <laughs> it's, is it only it's one astounding. way? Is, it, is the frog on the top and humans on the bottom? Is, are there any no, like frog a, centaurs? It's not a frog made. Yeah, it's not a centaur. Uh, frog, <laughs> <Ew>. frog tar. <laughs> no, it's like so. They they were created by the nu- the nuclear war, okay. which we all know. One of the classic side effects of nuclear weapons is frog people, and so somewhere in that heat or the radiation or something. They, but they, it's one of the, it's the good kind. It's where they went and the genes mixed, not like cut them in half and glued them together. That's way better. Good point. It is better. Like a fish person I'd be into, but a mermaid I can't handle. Here we go again. Wait, 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 wait. I don't think you had said before that you're into the fish person. I thought you were just down on mermaids <laughs> this before. Is new information. I'm into their existence. I'm not going to date one. Right, all right. But like friends with benefits? Yeah. If I was allowed to, sure. Okay. If that was part of our relationship, uh, I'd be like, yeah. I'd I'd hang out with a fish person. Probably not going to get him pregnant. Him, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've said it. Uh, it's all out now, yeah. you guys. I'm just looking for a half dude, half fish person. For, for cuddles. For cuddles <laughs> and benefits. Uh, and, light, and light spawning. Also sitting in for Chris today, who's on some sort of lunar nectar-related trip. Uh, he's at Scotley on Twitter. In Portland, Oregon, riding easy this week, it's Mr. Scott Simon. Uh, Hey, I'm excited to learn more about this guy's binary load launchers. (laughs) (laughs) And black hole testicles. Yeah. Uh, Black hole testicles. Testicles won't Won't you come. come. Actually, that works pretty well. (laughs) Stop there. 
Also, you guys, we have a very special guest. Uh, she's at Allie Garretts on Twitter from Los Angeles, California. Please welcome back, Allie Garretts. Relax, I've been trained in seduction techniques. What was that training program like? How did they... <laughs> You know what? She only went to the first class, and she was kind of phoning it in. It doesn't because <laughs> it seemed like maybe she was like book seduction smarts and not street seduction. Smarts. Yeah, I thought like there was a PowerPoint that she took copious notes on. Maybe yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is this a frog seductress or a human seductress? Great question. Human. Okay. Great. Yes. Although there was also a frog attempting to seduce a human as well. There was. She was a frog stripper. Although she was wearing a like Victorian lace high necked dress and not taking it off. She was just dancing on the bar. So they're stripping. Take everything you know about frog strippers and throw it out the window. It was kind of like a well, s- steampunk amphibian Burning Man costume, maybe? What? I like that, but wet. In, this, in the same way that like Portland is kind of like still in the 90s, Frogtown is in the 1800s. <laughs> <It is. laughs> this is, the modern technology hasn't gotten all the way to Frogtown yet. Uh, they have their own town. That's pretty rad. Um, By the way, uh, can I can I say to the listeners that I live in Frogtown, and that is why I chose this movie. So yeah, so you li- I li- the the neighborhood I live in is called Frogtown. So this are, is not are you in <laughs> an accurate portrayal. <laughs> so have you dated frog people? Or uh, friends with I mean, <laughs> I no I don't kiss and tell. Dates yeah. anymore. Uh, <laughs> I, I I wonder because Frogtown. Maybe this is me being overly sensitive. Sounds It sounds racist. like a French slur. It does yeah. sound... Yeah, it sounds like you're offending somebody, and I don't know who necessarily. Probably French people uh, who um, deserve it. Well, if you're... Al, if you're in Minnesota, uh, that frog town came from the German, Froschberg. So I don't know what the Germans had against frogs it's, either. It's German for frogberg. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, when, I, when I moved in... Uh, I asked my landlord, like, what's the deal with this neighborhood? And he, his answer was just like, eh, there used to be a lot of frogs. Now there aren't. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's the story frog. of, that's the lore of Frogtown. That's pretty great, man. That was a riveting tale. I would, Rich. I would like to see a movie Ribbiting. Of that. Yeah. Riveting. Uh, now you're fired. You were doing Ribbiting. so well. Uh, 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 are we done? Uh, so we, well, this is episode number 309. We have now done as many episodes as the number of statutes that were removed from the law books in England and Wales in 2013. That's, hmm. There are 309 fewer laws uh, at the end of 2013. <laughs> uh, one, of, one of them that was taken off the books included uh, being an incorrigible rogue, which was illegal since 1824 in the Vagrancy Act. <laughs> Good. So if you've been wanting to be an incorrigible rogue in England, it's now... Because before, you know, if you outlaw being an incorrigible rogue, only outlaws would be incorrigible rogues. So they've made that legal. What? What? Nothing. You're reading over my shoulder. Also, they repealed a law banning uh, solemnizing marriage outside specified hours. So now you can solemnize marriages whenever you want. Oh, thank uh, God. That was so restrictive. The, the downside is that they added 327 new criminal offenses, including making it illegal to carry out any activities in Antarctica that directly or indirectly give rise to an environmental agency. No idea Whoa, what that means. Any? Yep, that's what it says. So if you do an activity that indirectly gives rise Wait, to environmental agencies... These how people would you know? They've never heard of the butterfly effect, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Right, everything you're doing. <laughs> that's, There's all these that's illegal possible. butterflies now. <laughs> Anyway, that was my research on the law book of England and Wales in 2013. Speaking of weird systems of government, this week we're talking about Hell Comes to Frogtown, the 1988 movie starring Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, rest in peace. Um, yeah. Or actually not in peace. Like, rest in rowdiness. You deserve it. Yeah, right? man. Hell yeah. Rest however yeah. you want to rest. Give it hell. Yeah. Hell. Put, like, whatever put you Jesus want. in an arm bar. Yeah, that's those are more dangerous than they seem. So maybe be careful. That sounds like a country yeah, yeah, yeah. Song. whatever. Maybe there, there. So there are some holds that are barred, uh, presumably in heaven. Okay, so maybe a half Nelson then for Jesus. I, I, I just in in death. I hope he's still an incorrigible rogue. That's all I want for Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, Allison, so you picked this topic mostly because you live in a place called Frogtown. Um, this was also and I love Rowdy Roddy Piper. Good. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna, like the, you also had some history with this movie, right? You'd seen it before. We'd never heard of it. No, I have never seen it. I oh. wanted to see something that uh, I had also not seen. Oh, nice. So you just picked it from the name and the actor. Yes. How, how yes. were you? Did it live up to your not expectations? It did actually. I did have expectations of this movie to to be somewhat 
uh, I guess, not too dissimilar from my last episode I did with you guys, which is just that kind of Kurt Russell 80s, oh, ass, yeah. uh, you know, makeup type. I love those kinds of movies. Yeah. And uh, I also love They Live. So I had an idea mm-hmm. of what was going to happen. And uh, I did not expect for it to be uh, Mad Max Fury Road meets Frogs. Yeah, that was, uh, I, that I was almost, a pleasant surprise. I almost never expect that from a movie. <laughs> How often could you have expected that? I should know. You would be disappointed so often. <laughs> I, yeah, but the one but bro- time... A broken clock is right once every uh, 1988. Right, no, when I saw Tree of Life, I was like, come on, it must be this time. <laughs> Even I when I was watching Mad Max Fury Road, I was like, this better be This Meets Frogs. <laughs> Very confusing. Uh, so, as actually, since uh, probably not everyone has seen this movie, uh, seems like it might have been kind of a l- limited scope that it reached. Why don't you summarize yeah. for us in the style of a frogman? Uh, I mean, ribbit. Yep, perfect. That, yeah. Great. That's what Chris would have given up. Um, I mean, Allie pretty much did nail it. When it's just yeah, it's it's uh, if you know if Fury Road was actually Frogger at the same time, right? So yeah. like. <laughs> Oh um, man, Fury Road Frogger would be a totally fun like phone game. <laughs> you're like you're a frog trying to cross the desert, and then a war machine runs you over. Okay, can yeah. we get the rights to make that app? Probably not. It sounds expensive. <laughs> you're right, we probably can't. <laughs> Never mind. But just can like Frogger with Fury Road art, that would be crazy. Oh man. Really um, something here. Okay, well, so, so guys, uh, ba- basically, um, so when, when a nuclear apocalypse uh, has left most men sterile, uh, dead, or giant frogs for some reason, it's up to <laughs> one rowdy Roddy Piper <laughs> to repopulate the Earth, one dusty, fertile babe at a time. Yeah. But, guys, when Commander Toadie... But, guys. But, 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 <laughs> but... When Commander Toadie kidnaps those same fertile women... Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, his name is Sam Hill. He must team up with a badass nurse named Spangle and a badder asser nurse named uh, uh, Sentinella. Um, and bad asser? I don't think you have to. Badder asser nurser. <laughs> um, and, and you know, so to, he has to save them uh, from from Frog Town, from Commander Toady, and then have some like government mandated boning. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, if you ever want to. Um, uh, if you've ever wanted to see a, a badass nurse have an orgasm caused by, like, a scarf, uh, or, sure. like, uh, maybe... If you expect uh, a, that in every movie you go into. <laughs> yeah, or, or alternatively, like, you know, seeing the same, I guess, badass nurse kick um, a, a frog person in three different dicks. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you, want, if you want your three snakes aroused. Yeah, yeah the, after doing the dance of the Wait, three snakes, the it turns fro- out the frogs have three. One of them has well, three dicks, which I don't yeah. know. Uh, that was yeah, traumatic. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is that all frogs normally? And I didn't know about it. Or is I don't know. They the have nuclear the nuclear apocalypse. They have the dance let of the three look. snakes. Yeah, let's, so let's bingle. Let's find. Let's let's just ask ask Bing. How many dicks does a frog have? <laughs> take to get the center of a. <laughs> yeah, how many dicks does it like? Uh... I'm going to guess one before this finishes loading. Does a frog have a penis? The answer is yes. Thanks, Answers.com. Ooh, survey. Does a frog have a penis? Why do we get to vote on that? Yeah, that's always puzzled me about <laughs> Yahoo Answers. People oh, who don't know what they're talking about. The frog penis YouTube video. Ooh, do I want to? Start. to uh, that's going to be like a song. Wait. No, they don't have penises. They have external fertilization, yeah, which means that a female lays eggs, and then the male just releases sperm on top of them. There's Boo. no need for an organ such as a penis. Okay, well, but I guess it's the nuclear stuff then. Well, that's the best answer, but Dave on Yahoo Answers said, yes, big furry ones. So <laughs> I trust so the, Dave. I trust so Dave the, Can we life. get Dave on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I'm signing into Yahoo just so that I can upvote that answer. <laughs> it's a Fox News moment. Like, some people say this and some people say that. I guess we'll never know. Yeah, teach the controversy. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, guys, if you, if you ever want to see, uh, like, that stuff and uh, a wrestling star at the peak of his game uh, get his junk repeatedly electrocuted with an earring, then you're in luck. Uh, yeah, forget it, Alex. It's Frogtown, <laughs> and that's the book. <laughs> that's the book. Awesome job, as I know you, you were sort of stressed about it, but you did a great job summarizing. Thank uh, can you. I ask some follow up questions? I think now would be a great time for some follow up questions. I wish that I'm, Scott had summarized it based on our first things because I think that would be way more interesting. Oh well, it would be fun to have him summarize back to us maybe at the end. Uh, but actually, Scott, I'm going to let you use your questions in the uh, in our new game, not our new game, but our next game, which is King of Bullshit Mountain. Oh yeah. Bullshit 
So the way this works is one of us will start out as the king, uh, which will obviously be Ezra because he just did. Wait, 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 wait. Can, we, can I make a request? Can Scott start out as the king? <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. That's, uh, awesome. that's a great idea. Although he has all these questions. So we'll, Scott will start as the king. We'll ask him questions that we thought of during the movie. And he is going to tell us uh, the answer as best as he can. And the key to this game, uh, it doesn't matter if you're right, just so long as you're quick. So yeah. you have to answer the question inaccurately, whatever you want to do. But just quickly. And then if you can't do it fast enough or someone else steals the better answer, that person is the new king. Does that make sense, Allison? Yeah. Cool. So we'll start with Scott. So let's ask yeah. Scott a question. Ooh, um, I, I got one. Go ahead. Yeah. How did the guy with the chainsaw successfully remove the um, the chassis belt without exploding until it got to his face? Yes. Years of training and careful precision measurement. You think he trained on chainsaw <laughs> removal of chassis belts, belts or yes. of just any chainsaw removal in general? No, specifically that. It's a, it's a 400 level course. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried not about the explosion. I was worried about just the chainsaw. It's very is dangerous. It, see, that's what a, that's what a novice would think to worry about. It turns out there's a lot of other concerns. S- Scott, is that graded uh, explosion? No explosion. It's actually pass fail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is basically the same thing. <laughs> I would say any chainsaw removal of something on my body is pass fail. There's not a lot of like <laughs> B minus. Can I audit it? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, I, so I want to. There's a there's a fight between uh, the climactic battle between uh, uh, Rowdy and uh, a giant lizard. Who might be a lizard and not a frog. <laughs> yeah. Um, unclear. But anyway, during the fight, he three stooges the lizard's eyes. Mm-hmm. He, like, doink uh, with his fingers. In this, in, uh, and that kind of wins. Um, is that morally a reasonable thing to do in a fight? Or is that a cowardly move in Frogtown to doink some lizard's eyes? I mean, it's the post-apocalyptic <laughs> era. All hell's broken loose. There's a giant lizard in your face. You're going to take any advantage you can get. Oh, really? So you're, so you're going to say there are no doinks barred in no this doinks, fight? No doinks. No doinks barred. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. That's fair. Um, um, I'm going to do one more really quick. So yeah. they, one of, their code word to know that the stripper is their friend is I love you. <laughs> can you think of a worse code word for a stripper <laughs> to say to you than I love you? I have crabs. Can a frog have crabs? Ooh. Like as a pet? Yeah, I don't yeah think that you, becomes racist. Is that a steal? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a steal. I think it is a steal. You didn't get it fast enough. Uh, I'm the new king. Uh, ask me a question, Scott. You got a lot there. Yeah, I got a question. Um, what would you say is the major message or moral of this movie? Uh, it is, uh, fuck them if you got them. You know? It's just... <laughs> Wait, if, what's the M? <laughs> which, which one? The ones you fuck or the ones you have? Both. Define both M's. The, it should be the same. I, well, right, yes, in this case, it's, what? it's dusty post-apocalypse wenches, I think, right? Because they just meet that girl in the dust storm, and then he like they're like, well, now you have to have sex with her. We need her pregnant. I, well, they give her ov- like ovulatatron uh, injection to make her ovulate first. Oh, I didn't remember her. I didn't notice the injection. I thought she was just already ovulating. I thought it was just a good coincidence. They actually <laughs> just, shot her. Just a happy coincidence. That's what I thought. I yeah, they did. They did science. Yeah, they they gave her a shot in her butt. You don't remember that? Oh, I do very... remember the shot in the butt. I thought that was. Uh, just, you thought that was foreplay? <laughs> just extra. Just a bonus. I shot. like a shot of the butt uh, before I start. It helps get my engine revved. It helps get you ovulating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, can I ask you a question? Yes, please. Uh, what was the name of the store uh, that they bought their clothes? Um, it's Torrid. Uh, it's based on the one in the in the mall now <laughs> with all the torn pants because there were a lot of like torn. Isn't clothes. Torrid a plus? Isn't Torrid a plus size store? It is Rowdy Roddy Piper definitely plus sized. <laughs> okay. And everyone else, that's uh, they're just wearing you know kid sizes because a plus size kid is a normal size adult. Is that true? Yeah, proportionally, no, yeah. but. Probably not. Being a woman getting dressed seems harder. I don't know. I feel like that's true for men's clothes, but it might be not that. Not if you're wearing like that. What was her like Princess Leia sex slave outfit she was wearing? I don't Wait, know. Wait, how do we get to this? I was just thinking of outfits they wore <laughs> in the movie. Remember, remember when she was like, they were like, uh, we have to infiltrate oh. Frogtown. The only way is if oh, you're on yes. a chain and wearing a bikini. Oh, that was actually confusing, Alex. So she, yeah, so they put her on a chain. But they just like it was like a button clasp around her neck. So why didn't she take it off when she got to hand it over to the other people? Because she was handcuffed. But like she could reach her neck, right? Yeah, certainly could. But you're not supposed to because you're handcuffed. Oh, it was more of like a protocol thing. It's an it's an honor system. Uh, <laughs> Ra- enslavement. 
Rowdy Rowdy Piper, uh, he said the reason he thought the reason that he had a really high sperm count uh, in his like binary testicles uh, sure. was all the fiber he ate when he was a kid. <laughs> One is this true, and two, what are some other reasons? Uh, so he said that, but he's not a doctor, so that's not true. Uh, is he fiber, not a doctor? He's <laughs> there. How do you, how do you know Dr. he's not a doctor? Rowdy, please, <laughs> Operation Room Four. You don't want a rowdy doctor as. <laughs> Dr. Piper, that's fine, but no Dr. Rowdy. Um, okay. I don't know. Or Rowdy Dr. He's going to take cancer to the mat. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. All right. I think it's a Submission. steal. I think you're right. I'd take that Rowdy Cancer. <laughs> He's a doctor, doctor now. Yeah. You're back in charge. Oh, that geez. I had questions to ask. Can I, can I abdicate my king of the mountain? No, but you can ask yourself a question. Oh, I'm going to ask myself a question. Um, <laughs> what uh, was, was there a musical number? And what was it about? If not, what scene would have made a great musical number? So, all right, take, Scott. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah. It. Um, definitely the scene where the uh, scarf is wrapped around the three penises, and <laughs> then the uh, super fertile balls engage yeah. with the giant lizard seduction I mean, class. You're pretty right. It is and the dance of the three snakes. It was there kind of was a musical music number. Then. Oh, really? Yeah. You wow. fucking nailed it. God damn it. Actually, you know what, Scott? That's a steal. You're still king of Wolfram <laughs> Just when I think I'm back. They... I pull me back. I pull myself back. <laughs> I am terrible at this. All right, Scott. Um... Scott, would you, were you disappointed to learn that the Dance of the Three Snakes was actually about frog dongs and that there were no snakes? Were you expecting snake people in this movie? Uh, no, because I was actually more interested in like a writhing mass of frog dung. <laughs> okay, that was your <laughs> expectation. Yeah, you weren't you hoping there were just snake people that came out of the woodwork. Well, you said there's lizards, so I'm wondering how many and crabs now. So how many other species of mutants are there out I there? I said no crabs. Somebody said and, something about crabs. I know that's why I, I lost the King of Bullshit Mountain. Um, <laughs> but if there were crab people, that's a different thing because I'm into crab people. Somebody like half truths, crab, half not person? sexually. I just yeah, like that they exist. What, like benefit? in a pot on your oven. No, those are just those are just crab. I crab people. Uh, oh, South Park wasn't there like the crab people song? Yeah, yeah they're, they're walk crab like people, you. crab yeah. people, yeah. Those talk crab like people crab, walk like people. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> so, I, I should have known you would know that. I song. think Allison just stole it. Yeah, that's a yeah. Allie, you're the king of Bullshit Mountain. Um, with the frog stripper, do people? Like, what are the, are the protocols for frog strippering in Frogtown the same as for humans stripping, or are there different? Like, what is what's the etiquette there? The etiquette is just to go like nice and slow. It's much, you know, frogs don't work at the same pace that we do. We want it to be pretty immediate. This takes yeah. its time. It's like molasses. So are frogs more sensual? Sorry, sorry, sorry. What's the it in that sentence? <laughs> the process, the, okay. the the slowly taking off the clothes. There's a lot more finesse in Frogtown. I got you. <laughs> the classic Frogtown motto. There's a lot more finesse in Frogtown. <laughs> I'd love that to be true. Yeah, yeah. Also, of, of course, it's true. So he I, he turns down having sex with the frog stripper lady, but do you think she would have made, by this definition, a more sensual and and maybe even tantric lover? I believe the reason he turned her down is because he knew that he wasn't capable of meeting her needs because mm. she is such a lover. Oh, wow. Well, does she have three vaginas? Is then because then he definitely couldn't meet her needs. I feel a little uncomfortable answering that because I am a feminist, but <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> You're an interspecies um, feminist. I, <laughs> I just feminism isn't limited to my own type of people. That's exactly what gets sexists and racists going. That was, yeah, that's a great point. That's true. Um, Fantastic. That the, uh, the the feminist racist that the, they would be into that. <laughs> Speciest, really. The speciest, yes. Well, it's sort of like last book, uh, last week's book, uh, Ring World, where they were like, like that would have, like a a, a a feminist speciesist would still have problems with that book. Was Ring World the uh, working title for the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't make it past development, but yeah. um, <laughs> for good reason. Uh, it's not a good title. Uh, Allison, um, if you're on the, uh, I guess, Frogtown uh, Tourism Advisory Board, what would your um, campaign be to get more people into Frogtown? 
You know, we focus a lot on bars in Frogtown. <laughs> we mostly only have, you know, just pretty kind of standard beers. I want craft beers. Ooh. I want to get people, I want some cocktails. I want to get maybe some appetizers in here. We've been serving the same things for so long. Let's get a little bit hipper, the younger yeah. frogs. Some, some nice, yeah, some, some great food, some great appetizers, like frog's legs. And kombucha. Some- Glenn yeah. and Ribbit. Kombucha, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Get some probiotics. <laughs> mm. Fragmented foods. You guys ah. are the worst. You're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to go. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question. Go for it, Scott. So uh, what, uh, what, now that they're going to repopulate the world with human offspring, presumably, mm-hmm. what's the role of the frog people going forward? Are they just going to get like, genocided out? Like, what's, what's happening? The, the, frog frogs, the frogs will die. Oh, that sounds terrible. Oh. Yeah, it does sound terrible. When you, I, I know it seems like that, but like all gentrification, it needs to happen. <laughs> we need to get those people out of there. Is that what happens? The superior race will win. You know, oh, spoken man. like a true feminist, <laughs> non-racist. Like, <laughs> I'm going to say that's a steal, and Scott wins King of Bullshit. <laughs> How is this possible? <laughs> Good the job, only way Scott. to win is not to play. <laughs> <laughs> Today's program is brought to you by Jillies. Hey, are you tired of going to normal sex shops? Well, here we are at a sex shop, Beth. Yep, seems pretty standard, Harold. A little too standard. At Jillies, we do things differently. Normal sex stuff? Sure, we got that. Kinky sex stuff? Of course. Sex stuff nobody's ever tried before, but there's a name for it on Urban Dictionary? Yep, we got that too. Wow, this place is so much better. There's a lot of stuff here at Jillies that I don't recognize. I like that in a sex shop. What else are you in the market for? We got it all at Jilly's. Please note we are not affiliated with Jilly's Cupcakes in St. Louis, Missouri. Don't go there if you want sex stuff. It really upsets them. Oh, look at this, sweetie. It's the new Fist of God. I didn't know that was out already. It's not going to stay out for long. Gross. I want a sex shop, not a bunch of puns. You know, that's fair. But what if you like sex shops, but are embarrassed by your tendency to walk around loudly discussing your opinions on everything? Seriously, why are we walking around a sex shop yelling our opinions about everything? Oh, maybe we're the weird ones. Nah. Don't worry. Jilly's is a website. You can shop discreetly online, and then nobody will overhear you talking about all the stuff you're buying. Here we are at my computer, Harold. Let's look at a sex shop online. Beth and I like Jilly's, but we can never remember the address of their website. Oh, you kids, it's easy. Just go to jillies.website. That's J-I-L-L-Y-S dot website. That's easy to remember. Please note, we are not affiliated with any of the Jillies Gourmet Cupcakery locations throughout Georgia either. Really, we don't sell cupcakes at all. Just a bunch of gross sex shit. You know, Beth, it's kind of weird that Jillies is such a common name for cupcake shops. Yeah, they should probably have checked that out before they settled on a name. Oh, well. Jillies is everything I want for sex. I'll just get my cupcakes somewhere else. Urban Dictionary says cupcake is a sex thing where the girl is riding cowgirl and she farts, but she cups it in her hands so the guy doesn't notice. Hachi machi. People on that website are the worst. You might be asking yourself, hey, but what about butt stuff? We love butt stuff. Hey, what about butt stuff? We love butt stuff. We have a special website just to house our amazing selection of butt stuff. Go to our sister site, butt.tech. That's butt.tech for all your technological butt needs. Holy moly, that must have cost a fortune to register those names. Surprisingly not. Huh. Oh, and I want to be very clear. You should not go to Butt Tech's Cupcake Bakery and Lounge in St. Paul, Minnesota. Seriously. That one's not real. Not yet. Go to jillies.website for all your gross sex stuff needs, and thank them for supporting our podcast. Jillies. All right, now it's time for the game of top five. Now the top questions five. don't come from us to each top other. They five. come from the audience towards us. So we're all going to answer some of our, our, our uh, best questions that we got on the website. Actually, we got exactly five. So we're going to answer all five of those. It is all Only five. Only five. Only, Only five. five. <laughs> this is apparently not that common of a movie. Okay, so first up, Nathan Hill wants to know yeah, on Facebook, if your name is Sam Hell, what career do you pursue assuming a post-apocalyptic wanderer isn't already available? Oh. Substitute teacher. <laughs> Mr. Hell. <laughs> Private detective. Oh, so like you that. could answer the question, what in Sam Hell is going on here? Uh, I want sex stuff, Scott, not puns. Oh, sorry. Um, actually, <laughs> I, I, 
normally I don't say porn star. Porn star. So you can answer the question: What in Sam Hell is in my butt? Okay, now we're talking. All right. Um, <laughs> go to butt.tech for more of your Sam Hell butt needs. So I actually think it's fun that Nathan Hill answered this question because it sort of implies that he has a better chance of being a hill. You know. Hmm. Right. Well, what would I he be if the role help. of large mound of earth was already taken? <laughs> what in the Nathan Hill is going <laughs> is on Is that a fat joke? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not answering that question, Alice. I don't know you well enough. Um, <laughs> also, sort of similarly, at Spearhafok underscore on Twitter. So I do like ending in an underscore. I think that's a wrap. Anyway, he says, uh, how would it be different if Sam Heaven came to Frogtown? Okay. Okay, let's see. Um, I mean, I guess... Instead of maybe sex, more atonement? Puzzles. Oh, yeah, puzzles is great. <laughs> more puzzles. <laughs> Nailed it. All right, number two. Thomas asks, did the main character's heavy Canadian accent make the USA setting a little less plausible? I think it's a side effect of the apocalypse along with the frog have, people. You get enough nuclear fallout, anything's possible. Yeah. I mean, people right, became uh, frogs, Thomas. Why are you having such a hard time believing accents? Suspension of belief. Yeah, we're lucky they can still speak English. Yeah, they're goddamn frog people. Of course it's weird that they speak English. Oh, I thought you meant it was weird that Canadians speak English. It is surprising It is, sometimes. a little. Yeah. But, uh, you know, good for them. Number three, good for Scott, us. <laughs> Scott, not this one, says on Facebook, what one simple change could be made to make this film less misogynist? You, you thought it was misogynist? Scott did, not this Scott. <laughs> oh, my God. This, I, I think this movie's hella feminist. It passes the Bechdel test. As a race so many women are talking to each other. <laughs> well, they are talking about impregnating, not necessarily talking about men. But they're not talking about impregnating t- for, for the purpose of having like a happy family. This is a government task. They're doing what they're women working. are able to do that no one else can. This finally... is honestly celebrating yeah. pregnancy in a way that has nothing to do with the way that we see women. And I, is... and I guess given, given 1980s, like having women cleared for combat was like pretty revolutionary. It's and true. you have, like, you know, these muscular, cool, smart, funny women. It's not, like, the most dynamic character I've ever seen, but it's a lot better than other characters I've seen at this time. It, I, does, it, it does get a little dicier when she says, the only way to get into Frogtown is for me to put on this bikini and you to drag me in like a sex slave. Right? No, but I think that's setting up a satirical, uh, you know, contrast. Oh, it could be. Yeah, that's that's... We're not saying that... We don't see that scene as, like... And and that is how it should be. Like they're showing this, like in the same way that like racism and sexism is portrayed in Mad Men. Mad mm-hmm. Men. That's just like how it was at the time of Frogtown. <laughs> at the time of ten years from now, when <laughs> the Earth become, when was this set? This was like like two thousand five or something. It was supposed to be set. Oh, did it they was actually not that far. Give a year. I don't think it said. Did it? Yeah, it, did, it said some, like it, no. It did say because it was like not that far in the future. I thought. Um, I don't remember hearing a year, but but sure, let's say 2005. Yeah, I do remember it being pretty soon on on in the future. Because well, because you got to think like what were our biggest concerns in the 80s? It was nuclear war and whether or not frog people should be treated as equals or put onto reservations. And so True. it make this is just very of its time, you know. Now you um, would not make a movie about what the nuclear fallout you'd, would do. It'd be like what did how did like global warming create frog people? <laughs> right. I mean, just gave them way more places to spawn, right? That's true. Uh, Thomas, again, we just had very limited input here. Thomas says, what would happen if Space Shark and the girls from H2O Just Add Water came to Frogtown? So we're adding a flying shark from space and teenage mermaids from Australia. Sounds like a party with some mixed accents. I think- are those like accents representative of nuclear fallout or actually where the people are from? Uh, it could be both. Right? We could just, like, Space Space Shark has a space accent because we bombed space so much. That was our bad. <laughs> Sorry about that, Space. Sorry, Space. I don't know what we were thinking. I think it's interesting that all of the action is going to be taking place, it sounds like, in tide pools. Like, there's a lot of amphibious, water-related creatures. I mean, Space there Shark. There's less water in, the, in Frogtown than I was expecting. So it's more like Toad Town, really, if you're going to be semantic about it. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, just like Planet is... of the Gorillas or whatever. Here's the weird thing I have, I think, about, like, most apocalyptic stuff is, like, people assume that, you know, because of the apocalypse, like, there can't be anything there. 
you know? It's just like, you just, now everything's a desert, but like, we built a lot of shit in this country, so it's really tough to bomb it all to hell, you know? Yeah, yeah. Bombs are pretty centralized. It, you know, it's not. Yeah, right. Everywhere. Like, well, there's no, there's no way there isn't like a couple of Arby's left over, right? Well, maybe like, I'm not like, saying they're like working, but there's still some Arby's. Yeah, I mean, the food's probably not even damaged. No, but maybe it's like the the bombs didn't do it, but the frog people just didn't take care of it. It's like, oh, we can't have nice things now that frogs are here. See, yeah, it still like... sounds racist when you say that. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I meant it satirically. <laughs> Okay, uh, but no, it's it's true. Like we like sort of like five years after people are gone, everything is covered in vines. Like we don't do that much work to like to hack off vines like daily. You know, yeah, we're just, vines just are just like waiting for the chance, fighting back the vines that are everywhere, trying to take every over. day. We just take I, one day off. Yeah, no. I, that's a great point. I I just watched the new Maze Runner movie last week. <gasps> Scorch Trials. Yes. Was Why do you in... sound so excited about that? Well, did they pass the Scorch Trials or not? No, it's it's like a time trial. It's not like you beat time. Hmm? Well, did they were they were they, they had record numbers of scorch? Were the protagonists successful in their goals? Yeah, did they unlock the next uh, circuit? Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. They're also the same. It's hard. To, it was hard to care too much about this, but it was the same thing. Where it was like, yeah, people created this thing that it caused zombies, and so the whole world is like dust up to the fortieth story of these skyscrapers, like. There's just not that much dust coming into the earth all the time. We're not... Like, if you don't dust your house for a while, it's not 50 feet of dirt. <laughs> like, it would take really? so long for that much dust to accumulate in New York. I've gone through, like, seven houses in the past year. <laughs> <laughs> dust took them all. I'm not... Yeah, like, like, even during the Dust Bowl, famous for its dust, it wasn't like we're filling skyscrapers. Yeah, yeah, they're like, it's yeah, there's the a dust... good amount of dust, but I've seen dust here. It's not like the zombies brought in dirt. It's not... They didn't wipe their feet on the mat. Yeah. Well, we're, do you we're... know what zombies do in, like, their, in their non-human hours? Yeah, I know they shamble a lot. But, like, say, like, five hours of shambling, maybe, like, five hours of, like, eating. And then, like, I, that leaves, like, 14 hours left for dust. <laughs> it does leave that. They're down at the dust quarry. All right. And lastly, uh, what town would you rather... This comes from me because we didn't have enough questions. What town would you rather uh, hell came to? Besides, so we're top four. Top four. Silver Lake. You, <laughs> you, you want to bring hell down on all those hipsters with babies? It seems yep, so nice. I there. want to keep them out of Frogtown. Frogtown. <laughs> I basically am trying to keep to myself uh, because you know they're about to put in a restaurant. First of all, there are no restaurants and no coffee shops where I live, which is great. Yeah, it keeps away the people. Uh, <laughs> it keeps away the people. They're about to put one in. Where the sandwich the sandwiches are named after NPR hosts, so there's going to be like an Ira Glass all right. panini and all these things. So I'm saying, bomb Silver Lake, keep it from happening, keep Frogtown safe. I, wait, wait, Gertz 2016. <laughs> wow, so that's good for all those one issue voters. That was a little. Too, I think that the Ira Glass panini it's it's too far. I think it's time for you to leave Frogtown. It's time to give up. <laughs> Can we name our favorite NPR celebrity sandwiches now? <laughs> we are part of the problem. Let's, yeah, let's gentrify this podcast a little bit, Scott. Who do you want to hear? What do you want? To, what sandwich do you want? I think like a like a Sylvia Pajoli. That already sounds like a sandwich. I like yeah, that. Just a Sylvia Pajoli. It's like a Sylvia Pajoli. Yeah. All right. I like her. She's she's one of my favorites. Maybe like a like a Roman marzipan type thing. That yeah. Yeah. great pun. Dessert. Not NPR. Thank you. Really good joke though. Thank you. Radiotopia. Uh, yeah, he, he's an independent public radio producer. But anyway, great effort. Same audience. Um, Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as who's, who do you have? I mean, I'm just trying to make Sarah Koenig and like and like corned beef like smash together, but I'm really having a tough time with it, guys. It's, you're you're trying not just to get the name that sounds the funniest, but to like actually get the sandwich you want to eat. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the right way. Like the problem with the Ira Glass panini is that it, it sounds like you're eating you're like getting, a glass sandwich. Right? You're getting, that's, that's, that's true. Yeah, that, that's what happens when you have like Terry Gross too. Oh like, yeah, to make that yeah. work. That's just called Arby's. There's where we're going to be eating come the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, man. My OKCupid name is Kadita Arby's. Is it really? It really is. It's well, a substance joke, but yes. Now you're Gentlemen, flooded. pay attention. Yeah. Yeah, you're, goodbye to your inbox. Uh, <laughs> Bye. Uh, I, I'd like Barter Town. I'd like Hell Comes to Barter Town. That'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, would they even it's, notice? Like, Hell was probably already there for a while. Right? Yeah. Uh, probably 
Um, Grew up in Barter Town. Speaking of bartering, I really love that uh, they their currency is in lilies uh, because they're frogs. That was I wanted more of those frog based puns. Actually, I really could use that. that. You know, lilies don't last super long. I don't know. That feels like a dainty yeah, well, currency. Yeah. Um, it just means inflation is very high. Yeah, that's true. I also like the idea that if hell came to to Frogtown, uh, that Wyatt Earp came first. Because wherever he goes, he's like, I'm coming and hell's coming with me. Oh, uh, that's pretty good. He's always talking about uh, Sam Hell. Brady Roddy Piper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, that's the game of top five, you guys. Top uh, five. That, that was the game of top five. If you want to participate, if you want to ask your questions of us, go to read-weep.com or join the mailing list or you can go to facebook.com slash read-weep or on Twitter at read underscore weep. We like to put the underscore in the middle. Sorry, Spearhawk. Uh, Spear have a hot. It's so hard to pronounce Twitter handles. Anyway, uh, so that's the game top five. Now it's time for our minor compliments. We're going to go in reverse order. Scott, besides Cranium, what is another nice, like, fun thing you did this week instead of watching Hell Comes to Frogtown? Yeah, I learned that uh, single tasking is your friend and multitasking is your enemy. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Tell me you more. Can, you incur a twenty-eight percent reduction in uh, productivity when you have to switch tasks. Yeah, so multitasking wow. is even possible. It's really task switching task that switching. you're doing, and there's a switching cost. So you could get an entire extra week out of your month if you just start doing one thing at a time. Good luck. I wow. don't believe that, but I like it. I want to believe. Are you going to try it? Extra week. I mean, like, on I only do one thing at a time. I don't, and most of the time I do zero things. So that can't be true, though, because like, I bet you have a phone, and I bet you've checked that phone while you're talking to someone. Yeah, maybe when you're at a breakfast with them, and they're sitting right across from you, and you're trying to have a conversation yeah, about maybe, real maybe like in that. This, in this hypothetical situation, are they boring? What the person you're talking to? Yeah, the person no, I'm having breakfast with. The most fascinating with? person you know is not your wife. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound right. I'm not. This doesn't. Sound all right, right, all right, all right, Alex, Alex, Alex. They're a friend who's half fish and half human. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'm doing the one task. I'm yeah. doing the task. <laughs> All right. That's weird. I don't know why this is a thing about me now, is that I'm just having sex with a male fr- uh, fish person. <laughs> don't you? I don't know, man, but it's, uh, it's part of canon. It is. It's now canon on the show. That's the annoying thing about the way our canon works. <laughs> it's uh, a shame for you. <laughs> All right. Uh, my minor compliment is, we mentioned this earlier in the, uh, in the Bullshit Mountain, but the pirate frog... Using a chainsaw to remove a ma- remove a man's explosive charged chastity belt is just an incredible moment. There's just so much good stuff going on in there, uh, and that's what I saw in a photo. Like I was just looking for some images to use in our promotion of this episode, and it was just a giant frog person with a patch eye holding a chainsaw <laughs> to a man's groin. And I was like, I'm into it. Uh, whatever this movie is, good good choice, good choice, Allie, because this is going to be fun. Thank yeah. you. There are many points when watching the movie. Uh, I watched it with a friend, and I just kept saying, I'm making three other people watch this right now. <laughs> you brought a friend, so that's a total of, of five. You brought five people yeah. to this movie. For, to defend myself, I've still never seen it. Oh, you're right. Movie. Sorry. Not three, because Scott didn't have to see it. Although I feel like month. I've seen it now. Thank I, you. I feel like... Well, so this is actually our normal time of the show. We should have done it a second ago, but easy game. So, Scott, are you going to watch Hell Comes to Frogtown? Have we convinced you? Oh, Yeah. No, yeah. this is happening. I think you should watch it. Hell yeah. yeah. Sam, hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ezra, what's your minor compliment for Frogtown? Um, I I think I would watch other things that, that Rowdy Roddy Piper had acted in now. Like, I, Have you not? Have you seen They no, Live? No, I haven't. No. <gasps> they, they Live. Oh, They Live is so good. Oh, God, it's good. Well, I'm so excited on. for you. Do They Live or not? Oh, I can't tell yeah. you that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> really? Because the title seems like it can tell you that. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, it can be misleading. I meant I'm not interested in having a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bored of you already, so someone else should have to. <laughs> I'm going to check my phone and, and, and task During task breakfast, switch yeah, right task here. Switch. Yeah. All right. Ta- task switch? Oh, orgasm gun from last episode. Good callback. Uh, Allie, that leaves you. What's your minor compliment and the last nice thing for this episode? We'll say about f- Hell Comes to Frogtown. Um, I loved all of the all of the set work. Like I loved the look of the car they drive, and I love all the attention to details, like the the sign that says "condoms." The future is your in your hands, and then has a giant X through condoms. All of yeah. it. I want it for my car. I want it for my bedroom. I like that it's so great. much. I also like the idea that that sign is only talking to you if you're currently holding your penis. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, the future the future is not in my hands. The future is tucked <laughs> safely in some underwear, right? In your binary balls, You're right? All of it tucked up in one. Yeah, it can't leave the underwear because the gravitational pull of the black hole balls. 
It's just so strong. <laughs> Black hole bones. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, that is it for our show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, that was it for Hell Comes to Frogtown. Next week, this is our last episode of September. Holy cow, it flew by. Next week is the start of Dwayne the Rocktober Johnson. So this was sort of like easing us into, like as wrestler movies, easing us into Rocktober Johnstober. Because this is <laughs> we, we have so many The Rock movies coming out. It's going to be so awesome. I, we haven't picked next week yet, quite yet. So I'm gonna do, we're going to do that right away. But we'll let you know soon. <laughs> um, but we have four weeks of Rocktober. Five weeks. Holy crap. Did you know that October is five Thursdays? What? Are there what? any... There are actually months that have five weeks? Well, they have five... Thursdays. And there's only two Wednesdays. That's even worse. <laughs> <It's just fun. laughs> <laughs> and no Mondays. Man, it's crazy. Get it together, October. <laughs> so, uh, so join us for uh, Rocktober, Johnstober, and keep su- suggesting movies. We're going to pick based on the number of suggestions we got for each thing. So do that now. Uh, and thank you all for supporting the show. Definitely go to Jilly's website for all your sex stuff or butt.tech for your butt stuff. Um, support our show. It supports our show when you go to those addresses. We spent fifteen dollars hey. on them, so if we don't get at least fifteen dollars worth of meat buddies out of this, it's a good deal. <laughs> can, can I run a um, can I run a NPR uh, pun by you? Of course. See if it hits. Okay. Uh, so, um, host of Wait Wait Don't Tell Me, Peter Bagel. Nice. Yeah. I take a it's Peter okay. Bagel. Yeah. All right. It only took 20 minutes. And a lot of... And if you hadn't warmed us up, if you just said, I'm going to go eat a Peter Bagel right now, Ooh. that would have been better. And, and his guest this I wasn't is sure. Fine. Paula Poundcake. Oh, nice. Mm. See? It, how long did I take him? Two seconds. I stood well, up. I was on the shoulder of a two, giant. Yeah. That's, right, that's why I stopped for another man. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so check us out next week. Thanks for being here. Uh, at Scottly on Twitter. It's been great talking to you. It's been really fun. I hope this honeymoon goes on for a long time. I think this is the end of it. Uh, I think they're in Iceland and then they're coming back. (laughs) I think they just got a gift card for a cruise around the world. That was generous. (laughs) This is an expensive way to get on a podcast. Uh, But I'm sure Chris and Tanya will enjoy it. So so thank you. And we look forward to having them back from their honeymoon next week. Uh, As thanks as always, at Ezra Fox on Twitter. Yeah, I'd be happy to get a week off finally. uh, How did I ever do this for like five years straight? I, I don't know. Uh, it is exhausting. Uh, but they, And thank you so much for our very special guest, at Allie Gertz on Twitter, AllieGertz.com, where you can hear her music. Also, The Simpsons Podcast, Everything's Coming Up Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. All great places to find you. What's, what is your uh, most recent uh, Everything Comes Coming Up Podcast episode? Uh, we just had Tim Long on, and that's going to come out. Uh, Tim Long is, one of, is the third most prolific Simpsons writer. He wrote uh, around 20 episodes of The Simpsons. Oh. And uh, yeah, uh, I would also like to plug that I am making a Rick and Morty concept album, so <gasps> stay tuned for that. Yeah, all of that, and that'll be at alligarrets.com. And and you're great on Twitter, so everybody should definitely follow her on Twitter. Hey, thanks. Uh, also, it's been so great talking to you. Thanks for joining us again. We'll have you again soon. Hooray! And uh, good luck living in Frogtown now that that sandwich place has ruined <laughs> everything. Yep. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Psh. I will eat at that sandwich shop. I'm the worst. Yeah, I would too. In a second. You gotta have something.